Welcome to Yogini Secrets. In this podcast, I seek to explore the ancient wisdom of holistic health and share the very best secrets to help you experience health, wellness, and self-efficacy in your longevity. I'll interview wellness thought leaders. Listen as we explore holistic practices and the connections to nature. Welcome, welcome today. I am so excited to share this podcast with you about nourishment and I've been fielding questions on my Instagram accounts and I had a couple of people write to me and ask about how to feed a child with ADHD. What's the best nourishment for a kid with ADHD? And I thought I would ex- I would just kind of go a little more expansive with this topic about ADHD in the framework of the people I serve, the women in the world that I serve. And I want to just share that this yogini, um, these yogini secrets I'm going to share are grounded in the foundations of yoga and Ayurveda. So if you are examining a medical condition in your family, whether it's yourself, your child. I know sometimes I hear people my age, like in their 40s and 50s, who say that they're undiagnosed ADHD or undiagnosed something. And it's just very common that people in our age group live their lives without a diagnosis. And Perhaps a diagnosis does present itself and you get diagnosed outside of your childhood. But really, these kind of diagnoses came along when um, people younger than us meshed in that time of our medical world that began releasing these diagnoses and studying them around uh, the late 1980s and 90s. So for better or worse, some Gen Xers are not diagnosed. So we've muddled along coping in different ways. Some have been coping with medical marijuana, some with yoga. I'm raising my hand over here because yoga has helped me immensely and I talk about it in other podcasts but really helped me to overcome some childhood neglect and other kinds of trauma that I experienced in my youth and early 20s. So when we talk about ADHD for our children or for ourselves if you are um, a person who looks at your phone all the time, you have a million side hustle things going on, or a lot of different kinds of jobs that you're doing, which is very common now, you may not have ADHD, you may just be really spent with your energy, you may be depleted. So I want to approach this idea of ADHD in the framework 
of nourishment because we nourish ourselves in a myriad of ways. And today I'd like to share the idea first about how to balance anxiety, attention deficit, this umbrella of anxiety is really what we're thinking about here, with first the concept of nourishing with grounding practices. So this is something that can really look a lot of different ways for every person. But if someone is struggling, when someone struggles with anxiety or the inability to focus, one of the things that could be very healing and nourishing to the nervous system is to really create a serene environment. This would really look a number of different ways. To have a calm area, a place that doesn't have a lot of stimulation. So perhaps you incorporate cooling, calming colors in your environment. Things like the color gray and blue. Even white can offer a clarity in the environment. This can really offer just sort of the landscape that someone sees. That landscape can be calming. So having soothing textures like pillows or um, snuggly blankets sort of visual can offer calming effect. Candles can be very calming and soothing to a person with um, an inability to focus. Removing the obstacles of the clutter in our world can calm that sense of wonder that happens as someone is unable to focus. They think beyond the focus, all the options of the world. Providing an environment of calm and removing lots of stimulation, things to look at, projects to work on, things that have to be sorted out, things that look disorganized or confusing, that can calm the brain because it minimizes the number of things to focus on. Think about, for an example of this, think about Zen Buddhism. They tend to have a very limited objects in their field of vision to focus on the act of being Zen. So that can be a very nourishing environment for someone with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Other really grounding practices. So we want to think of this as a grounding action. Attention deficit disorder attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is truly a vata 
um, imbalance. So Vata houses the elements of ether and wind. So space and wind. The hyperactivity and attention deficit is really organizing the space in our mind, in our bodies, by being active, having an active mind. So the space is being filled by this and being triggered by outside stimuli to create that motion of the nervous system to be aroused, active, and to be hyper. It's a way that the nervous system is soothing itself from some other triggers in the environment. This is the Ayurvedic view. So the medical view would offer a prescription medicine to calm the body from the outside in. And that is um, a very logical way to do this when you think about the stimuli is coming from the outside to the inside. So then the calming could come from the outside to the inside. But for children with growing brains, to offer these holistic practices can be just a very helpful way to calm the subtle systems of the body. So it may be such that these activities that you can engage in with your child could help them profoundly and even support someone who, uh, who does need medication. So outside of creating a soothing, calming environment, we can add practices of focusing removing technology. So phones, iPads, televisions, movies, these kinds of focuses incorporate very stimulating lights that can trigger a hyperactive response for when that focus is removed the hyperness can be um, exacerbated. So it can overstimulate the nervous system to have these kinds of technology as a focus. As a parent, it may feel good to allow that, even for an extended time, to find your own um, zone of focus and to have an access where you can get things done and that sort of thing. But for the long run, this kind of activity exacerbates hyperactivity disorder and attention deficit. So to train the mind to focus on something natural like a pet an aquarium, looking at the stars, looking up at the trees, noticing the birds, 
these lower, these lo-fi ways of interacting with nature grounds the body to help us take away that extra energy that's being expended by the nervous system to calm the body. So grounding us into a natural visual can be a great alternative to technology focuses. Another focus that can ground the body is doing some stretches, doing a few yoga poses. If this is a child, this means that a grown-up or an older sibling really needs to guide this person into this practice. So it's not helpful to expect someone with ADHD to be able to redirect themselves as this is difficult for a child. For a teen, teaching these skills and the benefits of them can be very helpful to them as they cope in their adult years. So when we ground the body with exercise, it can, I highly recommend doing something like yoga to bring in the calm. Pilates is another one that offers that focused stretch that can release anxiety from the fascia that might get housed there over time from all of the ADHD activity. So yoga, grounding poses, downward facing dog, inversions, so a handstand, shoulder stand, plow pose, legs up the wall. These can be incredibly grounding as we reverse our perspective, reversing blood flow, bringing blood flow back to the brain can really nourish the nervous system with good blood flow, just upending the body in this way, allows us to slow down and have a new perspective. Downward facing dog, tabletop, legs up the wall, bringing the legs up the wall every evening when they get home from school can be a lovely ritual and you can do it in a silly way. You could have a little eye pillow there for them if it's too stimulating to close their eyes and place the eye pillow on their eyelids. They can play with it. They can put it on their chest. They can put it on their hips and notice the different feelings. And you can engage in a calming activity of how things feel to help them understand their internal landscape. These are really nourishing body activities that you can do to ground the body. So nourishment, we talked about, yes, the breath. Grounding the body with simple breathing exercises. In yoga, we call this pranayama. Pranayama breath of alternate nostril breathing starting with the left side 
can be energizing to someone with ADHD in all the right ways. If you start with closing off the right nostril, breathing through the left, exhaling through the left, closing off the left nostril, breathing in through the right, breathing out through the right, and then continuing this process of breathing through the left nostril, breathing through the right nostril, it can offer a cooling sensation to the body and allow the body to cool down, grounding in, slowing the breath, getting more oxygen. Those with ADHD tend to breathe up in through the chest and that's a very shallow breath. So they're not retaining oxygen and feeling the good solid blood flow to their brain. Over time, you find that a person with ADHD or anxiety breathes this way all the time. They're not getting as much oxygen as someone who doesn't have these kinds of dysfunctions, disorders. So training the body to hold breath just a little bit longer can enrich the blood with more oxygen, nourishing the blood with oxygen. Another example of a good pranayama is to breathe in for a count of five. Let's do it together now. Breathing in, one, two, three, four, five. Exhaling for one, two, three, four, five. That's another way to encourage slowing down the breath which calms the mind and then of course nourishing company allowing time in your day to spend joyful time with your person in your life with ADHD connecting with eye contact with touch allowing a one-on-one -on -one conversation to ground our person with ADHD. Being in crowds and having a lot of time in a crowd can bring the ADHD into an exacerbated state or promote anxiety in those who need some downtime. So if this person goes to school or this person's going to work or they're doing a lot of online group activities taking time to be one-on-one -on -one, to hold the person's hand or give them a gentle back rub or just um, something nourishing give them a hand massage a foot massage and have a conversation about a topic that they like that doesn't go off the rails and create anxiety. So you don't want to trigger anything by mentioning an activity, an argument, something from the news that might bring on anxiety. Use this time as a deep time to connect with your child, your niece, your nephew, your aunt, your uncle, your mom, your dad. That's some activities and nourishing ways that you can help your person cope with ADHD and anxiety. 
The other ways that we can nourish our body are with foods. And I would just recommend to avoid any vata aggravating foods. So vata aggravating foods would be something that might be like beans. Wheat can be very aggravating to vata. It can also ground vata. So just depending upon what we're talking about here, you might want to just simply organize your meals so that if you have wheat, you have it in the morning. So your body has time to digest it throughout the day. Avoiding wheat or pasta or things like that in the evening for vata can be very helpful. Other things that are helpful for this kind of disorder are grounding foods. Like in the summer, that would be squashes, green beans, any kind of pulses, maybe chickpeas, beans, pinto beans, white beans, black beans can be a little disturbing to the vata sensibility. And you don't want to overdo it with these. You want to think of these as almost a garnish, a quarter cup at most. These kinds of foods, quinoa, amaranth, rice, can help to ground our bodies so we can sit, focus, and not be hungry. Other things that can be very beneficial are seeds like chia seeds, sunflower seeds, flax seeds. These kinds of seeds can offer a grounding nature to our digestion and help facilitate good digestion. Nourishing oils, high quality oils are what we're talking about. Olive oil. If it's the summer, you could take in coconut oil. That's a really yummy one. If you do eat animal fats, ghee is incredibly nourishing to anyone with anxiety or ADHD. Any other kinds of oils, I want to just advise that you might want to omit these and really stick with nourishing olive coconut sesame oil would be very helpful to the vata system and make it one that's not toasted make it a raw oil now vegetables are going to be incredibly powerful but you want to make sure these are all cooked so anyone with anxiety ADHD are not going to find a good response in the body from eating raw foods like salads or crudités. Watch out for smoothies. People with ADHD and anxiety do better with warm food and drink. So tea, chamomile tea, or simply hot water. Lemon can be very tasty, but just do that once a day. Eating warm foods. Think of anything like a soup. Soups are very grounding. 
in the summer you might want to have a good minestrone soup really really lovely sweet carrot soup yam soup you could have a vegetarian chili that would be great and grounding you want to think in the terms of rice bowls for dinner so you could add some um, some raw things here just to ramp it up into a warm bowl of rice and that warmth will override the raw so you can add a little watercress spinach carrots to that but adding it as a stir-fry would be even better because everything is warmed up sometimes it's not possible when you go out to the parks for the summer you might encounter some salads and that sort of thing just finding the way to add other warm elements like warm rice warm quinoa roasted potatoes potatoes are incredibly grounding really really nice for anyone with ADHD and anxiety disorders the other thing that you're going to want to do is to minimize sugar minimize ticta food like chocolate and coffee black tea kombucha anything made with black tea you want to remove it from your diet this is just going to exacerbate your anxiety the movement in the body minimizing dry foods like crackers and chips dried fruits lose those from the diet altogether there's no place for anyone with ADHD to eat dry foods it's just not helpful it requires a lot of energy to digest these and with a vata imbalance you want to just remove those completely from the diet finally the other thing that you want to remove completely are anything processed anything that you would eat out of a can or a box we are people and anytime there's a disorder that's the first course of action is to eat only fresh food eating fresh vegetables first on the plate filling up most of the plate with fresh cooked vegetables a soup perhaps and then add rice add a garnish of beans or seeds and nuts these this kind of an uh, of a diet is going to really nourish the body ground it down and a and offer the availability of clarity in the body so you're clearing space you're nourishing the spaces in your body and you're able to create good blood with all fresh foods processed foods are not fresh they're not close to the soil they they've been handled and they're hard to digest so that will take away the energy from the body to ground itself down when anxiety comes because now it's a disorder right so you're gonna have to treat it like one. you're gonna have to nourish yourself in a certain way so once you can calm the body you know really minimize the symptoms of the movement the space that you are creating with anxiety and 
um, and hyperactivity it's really the space that you're filling you can nourish the space of the body with fresh food create new blood it will create new organs and over time you will find that the anxiety and the ADHD begins to subside when you really look at your lifestyle in a dynamic way and really take time to create an environment where soothing, calming, nourishing activities can happen freely. And that's the way to approach this with Ayurveda and yoga. These are the secrets of the yoginis to calm and soothe hyperactivity and attention deficit disorder and anxiety. I hope this helps you. Drop me a note in Instagram and drop me a note here on my podcast. I'd love if you like this podcast to share it with someone and then also to give me a review on Apple Podcasts particularly, but Google Play will work too and just share with everyone. It helps everyone have more access to this podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you have an amazing week. Take care. Bye-bye. Have you been considering a holistic skincare regimen? I have been using Blue Beautifly products for a few years and am obsessed with the quality and the efficacy in how they are created with so much love. I enjoy the Ayurvedic herbs as well as the inclusive nature of other holistic modalities, including science. The founders are scientists. This brand is 100% plant-derived. They don't have any of that funky artificial stuff inside. They donate 20% of the profits to help children and women in need around the world and encourage reuse of their bottles. How awesome is that? The link is in my show notes and use the code BEAUTIFY, B-E-A-U-T-I-F-Y, 10, BEAUTIFY10, to receive 10% off of your purchase. I'm so excited to share this with you and I can't wait to hear how much you love it. If you like this podcast, hop over to beautifyfaceyoga.com. Here you can learn about this program designed to help you embody the wisdoms of Marma Point Massage, Energy Release, Yoga, facial yoga, mindset, and environment refining, so refining your life. Explore your soul's passions and reflect this in your face with these holistic health practices designed to beautify your facial structure. Go to beautifyfaceyoga.com to learn more.